Hey everyone, um, we're back really quick to discuss a trade that went down in between when we finished recording the the proper podcast and at the time we're recording this. We mentioned at the end of the podcast that Dan Heron was uh, going to be involved uh, in the, the trading proceedings for some team during the uh, this last week here, and it, it turns out that he was traded to the, the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim this afternoon. Um, so this is kind of the first major trade, the first major pre-deadline trade, and I just thought since we had we had brought up Dan Heron, we would kind of go back and take a really quick look at just what uh, what this trade kind of means for both teams, and uh, maybe take a look at some of the people who were involved. So uh, the trade was Dan Heron for four players from from Anaheim. They got Joe Saunders, the starting pitcher, and then. Uh, Minor leaguer Patrick Corbin, who I believe is in the A plus level of uh, of the minors. Rafael Rodriguez, a relief pitcher, and a player to be named later. So, Andrew's got the uh, the pages for some of these players up. So, if you could uh, kind of describe their uh, their their career paths for us. Well, for starters here, Joe Saunders has been starting with the Angels since. Uh... 2005, when he first got, you know, his cup of coffee, two starts in 2005. Um, left-hander, doesn't really have too much going on as far as uh, uh, velocity goes. He hits about low 90s. Um, think Aaron Cook without the ground balls. He doesn't walk too many guys, uh, a couple more than we'd like this season, but he also strikes very few guys out. He puts the ball in play an awful lot of the time, and he basically just isn't that great of a pitcher. He's number three tops. Um, so that takes care of Joe Saunders. They pretty much just wanted someone to uh, eat the innings that Dan Heron would be having. Um, next guy here is Rafael Rodriguez. Rafael Rodriguez is 24, or no, 25. He's uh, pitching with the Angels this year, I do believe. Um, in his career, we've seen um, some spots of good stuff as far as strikeouts go. Um, not too awful on the uh, on the on the intentional or not intentional, but the free pass there. Uh, he started as uh, he was more of a full time starter back in 2006 in Double A, and then they kind of made him a full time conversion to reliever. Um, this, let's see, last season he uh, didn't look too good, but neither did he look too bad in 30 innings with L.A. Uh, or the Angels, I should say. 5.58 ERA. Uh, struck out as many as he walked. Uh, not very special numbers, but the kind of guy that you think might uh, might have something going forward. Um, in 2010 with the Angels, he's only put up two innings so far, and uh, he looks like he walked uh, to, he's walked two guys and struck out one. So not much to be said there, I guess. His minor league career, he showed some pretty solid strikeout stuff in the lower levels of the minors, and uh, he's, had, he's had touches of, uh, you know, plus eight strikeouts per nine uh, as recently as 2008 in AA. So the, the Diamondbacks might be looking at a, just a good middle reliever there. I wouldn't call him a closing potential necessarily. Uh, when we want to talk velocity, again, a guy pitches low 90s, mixes in a slider and a change. Uh, Patrick Corbin, though? He is 20, pitching for Rancho Cucamonga this year. Uh, he is posting 9.5 strikeouts to 2.7 walks, which is a, a pretty uh, top-of-the-rotation ratio right there. I don't have velocity numbers on me right now. He has a 3.88 ERA in uh, 11 starts in high A ball. He had a 3.86 ERA in mid A ball and uh, another very solid strikeout to walk uh 
uh, ratio there. We're looking at a guy who's going to throw a lot of strikes, get a good, de- a decent number of strikeouts, and not walk too many. Where and uh, as his, as you remember, he's only twenty, and as he progresses, he could look to be a uh, you know mid to upper rotation candidate right there. And the player to be named later, as we are looking to be a top prospect of some sort. Yeah, you'd think so. What with uh, you know two of these three players so far being kind of uh, you know just. I mean, we already know about Arizona's bullpen, and we already know that losing Heron in the rotation is going to open up a new spot in it for them, and it kind of seems like uh, Saunders and Rodriguez are meant to possibly, I don't really know what their plan is with Rodriguez, obviously, but to uh, to kind of fill some gaps that they have uh, that will kind of uh, fill in some... Uh, sometime for the rest of the year and as you mentioned uh you know Saunders only been up since 2005 and this Rodriguez guy you said was was new to the majors this year so they they both have uh you know plenty of team control left uh uh Saunders should have at least one year but two years actually before uh uh free agency looking at a service time here so uh they, they have some longevity in those players at the very least and then with Corbin you know you said he could develop into something something particularly upper rotation level but for Dan Heron it still seems like there's 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 going to need to be one more significant uh uh piece there so uh I don't know have you read anywhere what some potential candidates for that spot may be I haven't seen any myself no, nothing concrete yet um it's uh, the Diamondbacks official is saying that the player to be named later is outstanding, but that's also coming from a uh, vague Ken Rosenthal rumors. Um, I'm poking through at least the uh, information that we saw. Uh, we we seeing on MLB trade rumors right now. John ha- uh, John Heyman says that it won't be Mike Trout. Okay, yeah, that, I mean that's as far as we got so far there, but yeah. still the player to name be named later is outstanding. So I don't know if they're more pleased about getting an additional player or if they're saying, oh, the guy we are picking is going to be outstanding, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. There. But, uh, no, it, it the thing, makes the sense. one thing to consider about Corbin is that uh, he uh, – this right here, Baseball America is saying that he needs to get his uh, fastball working. He apparently is a, just a phenomenal athlete, but uh, yeah, I just turned 21 on Monday, so I should have uh, made that a little more clear. He's 21, not 20, but – we're we're just kind of arguing semantics at this point here. He, uh, but like I said, fastball development will be key for this guy, and that will be a lot where his success is tied: the development of that primary pitch. Mm. So I mean, good for Anaheim. They are picking up a ace level starter. Um, I'm not. Enti- I mean, what this says to me about Anaheim is kind of like what we saw about Arizona when they made the Edwin Jackson trade is that they see their window of competition and they are trying to jump on it right now and get it done and it didn't happen, now they're selling. Um, a lot of the debates will be, you know, if you try to sum up the last three years of trades they've made, if you can see how value has panned out and, you know, how they've done for themselves. But, uh, you know, that's uh, one of those things that, yeah, kind of hard to go back in time and have that 2012 and 2020 hindsight and really evaluate a team's... Uh, front office movements based on that. So we've talked about what this move means for Arizona. Let's talk about the Angels real quick. You know, obviously Texas uh, made a, a big move earlier when they, they went ahead and uh, stole Cliff Lee away from uh, from the Yankees in a way, <laughs> if you if you assume that uh, that was the original plan. But uh, Seattle traded uh, Lee to the, Mariner, or to the Rangers, and now, you know, uh, 
the Angels have kind of been falling behind, and you know clearly I think this is a this is the best attempt they can make to get an extra an extra significant addition to their starting pitching rotation. So I mean I can't recall really any other major starting pitcher names that are out there. Maybe Ted Lilly, but you know he's not going to have the impact of Heron or Lee. So are there any? Go ahead. Well, the thoughts for me is that I think I, I I'm not I hate to say. Well, we don't, I know how much you don't like just giving, uh, making predictions and stuff like that on the podcast, but I really see Texas taking this division this year. The Angels, um, it's interesting to see what, that they made this trade because I think they are all, like I just said, with like with Arizona, they are in a window of competition mode. Having just lost Vlad Guerrero and Sean Figgins to a free agency, they kind of needed, they, they needed to make some sort of push to get them above the top and replacing, uh, uh, replacing Joe Saunders with, Dan Heron is a good move, and Lord knows Artie Moreno can afford it. So as far as trying to make a push for themselves, it's a good move. I think Cliff Lee is a better piece out of the two of them, and that Texas, um, not only was Texas already leading as far, I mean, if you just want to try to like rate the teams on a scale of 10, I mean, Texas was rated above Anaheim as it is, and then adding Lee made them that much better, and Anaheim adding Dan Heron, made them better, but not as much as the improvement for Texas as Lee brought. Basically saying, Cliff Lee is better than Dan Heron. Yes. That's, uh, that would have been a much more succinct way to say that. So is my, I think this will help Anaheim. It will definitely solidify their rotation for the next couple of years. Um, it's not a bad move as they basically just try to squeeze whatever success they can right now out of the players they have. But Anaheim's going to, in my opinion... Anaheim's going to have to blow it up sometime soon here in the next couple of years. And uh, Texas is uh, just hitting stride, and they got some good young talent there to kind of keep them all going. Yeah, Texas is exciting. Um, I think that uh, we've seen the Angels kind of, you know, be the, the kingpins of that division for quite some time. And now, uh, you know, that might might be changing hands a little bit but uh anyway that's uh basically the uh the long and short of the uh the dan heron trade and uh we will um i mean unless some other strange trade that we that we discussed happens but between now and when i post the podcast uh we'll see you next week bye